episode of Relative Pitch. Oh my goodness, it's the end of March of 2022. How did we get here? That is a legitimate question because we just started. We just started and it's already the end. I mean, I'm sure the educators out there are like, please, God. I'm still in January. January? I'm still, my, my, it is, it, time is fake. Time is just fake. I'm a social construct. Um, no. Uh, I would have to say, like, time has really flown by. Um, like, for March is usually, it's like getting up in so many things. Like, a lot of music educators, it's like, you know, LGPEs or MPAs going on right now. Mine is actually going to be this coming up week on Saturday. So, getting ready for that, you know, and it's also about to be testing season and we're not about to see our kids for some time because they're going to be taking tests like crazy. So, but it is, it's gone by very quickly. And I'm just like, where did this time go? Where did time go? It's like the pandemic. I don't know. It was like, it slowed time down. Then as soon as we started doing other things, it was like, all right, like warp speed. Let's go. Yeah. Like we got to catch up on all the things that everybody missed out. For sure. Back, like two years. And I'm just like, right. slow down. Let's just knock it down a gear and just. Yeah, because I'm ex- I want the summer. Like, I want to enjoy the summer. I don't want to feel yeah. like I have to jump right back into everything in the fall. You know? This summer is going to be like summer 2019 for me. So if you weren't around me, summer 2019, I was booked and busy. I like, soon as school ended, I was on a flight. I was doing symposiums. I was doing, um, professional development engagements. I was traveling every single where, like my whole summer was gone, completely gone. And um, now I had a lot of fun. I really had a lot of fun. And now looking at my summer and then 2020 summer was nothing. Well, we went to Kissimmee. That was because I was getting a job. Um, And we didn't even do anything. And like we stayed in the uh, the place that we were at, um, in which I found my apartment that I'm living in right now. But that was it. That was it. You know, I went from traveling every single week of a summer to being at home all summer, and I was eating and getting fat. I mean, I probably went through a, a packet of um, chip, chip. What is it? Chip Ahoy's, the chewy kind. Oh, the chewies. And the you throw some kind. What, what that thing called in the middle? You throw it between them the um, white stuff, like uh, the cream, whipped cream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, you went a, a double step, a double step. You just go. And, but you know, I, I'm looking at my summer this this year, and I'm like, wow, like I'm basically doing the same things as I did 2019. But it's gonna be fun. I'm grown, you know, because 2019 I was still in college, you know, all that. So we we gonna be out here. I think you appeared time. at a trumpet conference in 2019 too. You appeared at one. I I appeared yeah. at one too. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I bet. I think you appeared at one in 2019. I appeared. Did I attend is the question. That is a real question for me, too. Oh, but I also want to shout out some people um, to our biggest fans who are uh, binging our uh, who are binging our podcast right now as we speak. So whenever you get to this episode here, 
Hello to the Wild Middle High School band and choir and all the ones that are listening because for the past week, I've only been hearing about relative pitch. So hello, we see all of you. We saw all your cards and I think Michael wants to, you know, he has some choice words for y'all. All All I got to say is if it's coming, it's coming. Uh-oh. And that's Uh-oh. it. So, and you a real one if you on my fan boat. You a real one. I'm gonna be there for, till you till the end. If you ain't on my fan boat, <laughs> not everyone wants to be Team Michael all the time. Okay, bro, I know you ain't. Be shh. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny because for everybody else that's listening. So my school, I tell them that we, I have a podcast with with Michael and Lauren. Um, so a lot of them started to listen and binge watch and everything like that. So they have been like, oh my gosh, my favorite characters are Lauren or my favorite character is Michael or my favorite character is more. And I'm like, we're not characters. Like, yes. we're people. But I guess, I mean, hey, main cast, I guess. Real Housewives of a podcast. Period. That's, That's why I wore my name. dog mom today, because you know I'm a suburban mom. Just That's an ugly name. Sunday. That's an ugly name. That is such an ugly name. Don't ever say that again. I know, Anthony. Michael? Until you come up with something better, I'm gonna need you to sit you over there. Said real housewives of relative pitch. You could have said the real housewives of. You know, you know this brain don't work. I've equated my brain this week. As um, a Dell laptop that was made in 2007, running 2004 Windows. That's how I feel. That thing is loud. Very loud. You know that thing. Goes- Anyways, I mean, it's just so cute that they're actually like they're listening and they're watching, and a lot of the the I mean, a lot of the things we talk about is relevant to their generation, and so we're hoping that they're enjoying it. Um, I mean, I'm excited. It feels weird that we're like we're about to end our second season that's insane to me to say and the amount of people who we have met on this journey and the people who are like in our corner now and who we can say are friends um it's insane and we have we haven't been saying anything but we got some stuff in the works don't y'all worry we got some things that are happening can we talk about like the friend thing like because so when me were in miami for spring break we had a whole dinner with Kevin Day, who we met on this podcast. Did like, we met each other virtually on the podcast? And for us to have dinner and have we and we were there for a long time now. And we gonna talk about the check that the the end check of that meal and it's. Is Michael? Are you sponsoring? I'm Starbucks trying to get sponsored. Right I'm trying oh, to get sponsored. Starbucks sponsor us. We need. Wait, wait, come on. Let me turn it. Look, I can do this every Starbucks. If you're looking, I can do this every episode. I'm so weak. First of all, you are a lie and a cheat because let's not talk about Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh. Oh, I want them to sponsor me too, bitch. I have two. You know, I can. <laughs> um, but like, I, but for real, like, you know, the people that are, on, you know, in our corner and that are supporting us, like, if you're listening, thank you so much because like, yes, you know, this started out very small and now, you know, we doing stuff. It started with one text message. It started with one text message. That's it, I guess. faithful evening after a glass or two or three of wine. But was it wine? It was wine that night. I was on my, I was on my, you know, the, um, 
Scandal's main character, her big bowl glass. I was on my kick. I had my big bowl of wine. I was like, it could have been a Lanethia Leaks night, and you know, Saint Germain and Saint Germain. Get a little, get a little. What is it called? Um, that um, that vodka. Um, not kettle one. It's not no, the one we had in Kissimmee. Grey Goose. Oh, the big thing of it. Grey Goose. No, the other one. Oh no! Oh, we should have a relative pitch cocktail hour. <laughs> We should go live, live out. We can make Let's go live. Let's go live on our Instagram. But as Anthony was saying, meeting people along the way, like I met the I met Doctor Aris Golden, who lives an hour away, who was upset at me because I didn't make my Facebook event for my recital till the day before, and she was like, "Mm, "I'm glad people tell me things." I'm like, "I'm so sorry." But like we have, we have like accumulated. They're not just guests. They're not just people that we put up on high esteem. They're people that we like put in our village, and that us three will support until the end of like until we're like bye bye. Like we're here. We're supporting each other. It's a two way street. If we bring you on, we want to have you on, not as just a fellow colleague, but as a friend as a person that we're going to be a part of your village. And it just, it means a lot when we're able to interact outside of just the podcast. And it happens, especially in Midwest. There was a lot of hugs exchanged. Finally, a lot of like, Oh my God, we need to have you back. Oh my God, this was amazing. We could talk for hours. Yeah. And another shout out to our fabulous Lauren green for completing her master's recital. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like I try. I try. She looked gorgeous doing it. First of all, like, oh my gosh. So congratulations to that. Thank you. I mean I in three weeks. Also, like can I, can, I, can I just say like how proud of y'all that I am? I mean, we started this podcast when y'all first started y'all master's degree. And now y'all are finishing y'all's master's degree right now. So it's kind of been like a journal for y'all, a journal uh, of your life and uh, dealing with COVID and dealing with being in music. And now that y'all are like literally almost done with your whole master's degrees, I mean, how does that feel? It's weird because we go back and look at our old videos and I'm like, oh my God, the infants who are on screen, like, who are they? And I'm sure like, right we just look completely different but it's like you said it is a journal it kind of shows our growth as like musicians as people at the beginning we were questioning ourselves like our authority i think a lot of like what if we're able to say the things that we want to say and we're now to the point where like i'm gonna say it (laughs) like i don't care if you don't think i have the authority i will say it and I think that's the most important thing that's come out of the, besides like the friendship of the community um, and our personal growth is the fact that we have like got to this point of understanding of that, like we, like what we said, like say matters, like our opinions do matter. Just like are the youth, the students who I teach, everything they say, I soak in. I'm understanding what they're saying. I want to know why they're thinking the way they're thinking as an educator, Anthony, I'm sure you understand that. And Michael, as an educator, I'm sure you understand that how significant it is to know what your students are thinking, what they're hearing, what they're seeing. And so that's like a big thing that I try to encourage myself is to not doubt like what I'm thinking and why I feel the way that I feel because like our perspective is important. Like it's, it's us 
who we're growing up into this world. It's the world that we're going to be living in. So we have to shape it the way that we see fit. And so, I mean, it's been such a beautiful journey. It's always something when I have interviews or I talk to people about what I do, relative pitch always comes up because of how significant of an impact it's had on me and like my professional development and my own education. And so it's going to be something that is with me for forever. I know that. I think the biggest thing I have, let's say, learned in the past two years is everything's a two-way street. Like conflict, two-way street. Like it's not just one person who creates a conflict. It's not one person who ha- who like has joy. It's a two-way street. And we have to always see the other person in it. And also knowledge is a two-way street. I don't want to sit over here and harbor this knowledge and be like, no, because so, you don't have even an undergraduate degree. You don't get none of my knowledge. No, you want to share things. And it's a, a community of sharing. It's like I have always wanted to just share what I have and what I have known and stuff. And it's been really fun to do that. And another thing that has taught me is like, How do I say this? Like glass houses, there are glass pedestals that we put people on and that people put themselves on. No one is above any other. We are all humans. We all have things that we share. So don't put people up on this pedestal that you look up to when they're a real person right there in front of you. Yeah. Now, putting people on pedestals. So I will have to. I'm gonna have to say it, and I'm gonna call some people out. I remember even on with us, I, I, Michael didn't. I used to tell you that. I did, and I have learned. So when I first met Michael, he used to love putting people on pedestals. Normal yeah. human beings um, on a pedestal, and I was like, you want to stop doing that one is because you you'll put a person on a pedestal and then they end up breaking that pedestal and breaking all your you know what you thought this person was and who you might have thought what they can do and then they break it all they shatter it all down and now your feelings are hurt and everything like that um it's just it's nice to have people you look up to but never think they are here and you're here, okay? Because you, even though you might not have their titles or whatever, you are still as important as they are. So do not put somebody else above you, okay? Because you are, you matter and your opinions matter just as much as they do. You can look up to them like, wow, like I like the way they did this in their career or I like the way they do this, but never be like, okay, well, they're up here. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because it'll break it down. It will really, really, it'll hurt you at the end of the day when they finally do something that ain't that ain't right. That ain't kosher. I mean, mm-hmm. and Anthony and Lauren, as y'all know me, y'all can say words to this brick wall, but I got to go through it. Mm-hmm. And there's some people out there that have to go. And I have even switched. I don't look up to people anymore. People inspire me. But I will not say I look up. Because we're all humans. We all live at the same height. We all have things that other people can't do as well as we can. And we all have things we can still learn. That's the thing. That we can, everybody in every stage of their career, still have things they can learn. 
you don't are you are not the wealth of knowledge. You are not the end all, be all, say all. And just like we advocate for the fact that there there's music from multiple the multiple cultures that we can learn from and learn within our our educational settings. The same thing. I think this is the same thing we're saying. We're saying that no matter who a person is they really can inspire you no matter if it's a student. Like my students really, some things they say, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, like I have to explain it in a way that I'm like, I didn't even think about this before I had to explain it to you this way. They ask questions that make me go, huh, interesting. Because one of my students, like just today, we were talking about my my program for my recital, my notes, and he was asking, you know, so like, was this the first recital that you ever actually got to pick your own music? Like he literally, he literally asked me that he was like, cause he assumed that, you know, this being a program that is so representative of who I am that he was like, Oh, for, so for your junior and your senior, that music was picked for you. Right. And I really had to go like, I mean, for undergrad, it's like, you have the suggestions, right? You, you have models of what you see that have come before you and you, you, but I was like, and I told him this, I was like, it was a thing in my own head that I was thinking, this is what I should be doing. I felt like I should be playing the certain music that I chose. So no, it wasn't like the person or my performers or my, uh, my uh, professors were forcing me to play anything. That was not the, now for some people, that is the case for them. Go talk to them about that. Cause I know that does happen. But for me, myself, it wasn't that I just, in that point, was thinking about things that I should have been playing rather than things that I wanted to play, things that I felt like really represented me. And this program that I performed Friday night, last Friday night, was the most affirming and representative program of who I, uh, who I am. You know what I mean? And so it's like those conversations that are super significant to have and that like he really made me think for a second, like, no, like it, it wasn't necessarily that I was forced to do it, but something that it was programmed into my mind that I felt like I should be doing. Um, so all that to say, like, and just in general, I really have learned that you can learn from anyone, like, like Michael said, at any stage of your life in other fields, they don't even have to be a musician, but definitely I don't idolize people. I don't put them on pedestals. I see people and go, they're very inspiring. And like, they inspire me to want to be better in certain aspects that I am now. And I know, thankfully, I feel that way sometimes where people are like, I just, you're really inspiring for the work that you do. And I really wish that one day I can really get into that. And I'm like, I'm glad, like, and let me know how I can help. And that's the whole thing of not being like, oh, well, you're beneath me. And like, you will never be able to do that. Like, I want to, that's, what's the point? Of any of this, if we're not wanting to share what we're doing and share the knowledge and share how we got to the places that we are, this is what this is. If this podcast is us sharing all the things that we have gone through and all the things that we're seeing and our perspectives and everything so that someone can be like, I understand that or that that affirms me or I haven't thought about it that way and in any different way, inspire and just show different perspective and, um, yeah, like what's the point like of hoarding knowledge? Like that's crazy to me or, or wanting to feel like you are above and beyond what everyone else is doing. Like you breathe the same way that I breathe. I breathe the same way that Anthony breathes. You know what I mean? And I, another thing is just like, I hate when I see older people um, who are like, I cannot learn from younger people or or something like that. Like for me, I learn and and uh, is inspired by my students and not just music, like just the way they're living their lives. So free. So, you know, open. I love that. I see that. I'm like, wow, like that's 
amazing. But I've seen some old people where they just are completely shut mm-hmm. out to the idea that younger people have um, lived and they have opinions and everything else. Like, first of all, when you stop thinking, when you tell yourself, oh, I, I know everything, I've learned everything, you have completely just turned off every um, possibility of you becoming a better person. Because once you have yeah. that mentality, you've stopped your growing. You've really stopped your growing. And I and I feel like when people are like that, they become very bitter. They become bitter. And it's like, why? no wonder you old and lonely. You're bitter. Why, why is you bitter? You know, because you, you think that you know everything and you make everything about you please inform me please inform me and that goes back to putting people on pedestals say a person who is inspired by a person who completely is closed off you were what what are you inspiring to them oh once I get a certain age you know I stop listening to everybody you know you know what's going on and I know some people personally who have put um some people on pedestals and that they will do anything and everything to go out their way to impress them. I'm sorry, I'm not finna impress. Cuss warning, no bitch. Period. <laughs> Period. I I was not raised to impress nobody. As long as I feel comfortable with what I'm doing, that's all that matters. And because when you start putting all of your talent and all your time in somebody else's validation, you're always going to be searching for that. You're always going to be searching for that. And I've seen people um, at conducting symposiums where they get up on that podium and they try to conduct like the person they're trying to get validation from. And it ends off coming very bad. Like it, it, it doesn't seem authentic at all. And the whole thing with conducting and being a musician is authenticity. It's about truly feeling that. But because you want to impress somebody you put on a pedestal, you are changing yourself and, and everybody can feel it. And, and so this is why I'm just like, Mm-mm. I'm not here to impress nobody. I'm here to do what I love to do. And if you don't like it, oh, well, if you like it, we rocking together because you rocking with me. But other than that, I'm out. To add to Anthony's, I will impress one person. My damn self. That is the only person I'm trying to impress every day. My damn self. Just to make sure I can do it for myself. If I can do it for myself, I don't care. Me and my me and my dog. Dog mom. We rocking. I don't care. Anybody else. Um, and there was rocking one. Because Mark, Mark is rocking with us. Period. No, thank you, just, not being yourself. The most powerful thing comment I have heard in my two years of my master's degree was during my recital hearing for my, feels like so long ago, but it was only like three weeks ago for my recital was my professor, the lovely Scott Thornburg said, Michael, you are trying to play like someone you are not. I need you to play like Michael Shannon Brown Jr. Because Michael Shannon Brown Jr. is a damn good trumpet player and he's a beautiful musician and you don't need to be anything more than who you are and where you are right now and that was one of the most powerful things that i have 
ever heard because as Anthony describes, we go to these symposiums or these conferences and blah, 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 blah. And people are going to go out shopping and buy the, the best and the newest before they go to <clears throat> Midwest. and Or they're going to go buy certain batons and be like, I am, I want to be this person. I don't even know you, but I want you to be you. And I want you to be the best version of you said by... Dr. Cynthia Johnson Turner, because she, that is it. That was, I mean, that was the first time I think Anthony was that the first time you met her at Midwest. Yeah, that was the first time I met her, and I I had expressed like I I like to do conducting, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. And she she was like, well, you know, think about Georgia, um, and she was like, I'm not. I'm not trying to make you a carbon copy of me. I'm trying to make the best version of you. Mm. And that's very powerful because in the conducting world, a lot of people find um, the greats uh, and they try to copy what they look like. Um, and she's like, no, I'm not going to make you be what you, what you have, because it's you, you are the talent. Yourself is the talent. Now I'm going to, you know, critique some of the edges around, but I'm not going to change you so that you can be another me because I'm only me and you are only you and don't get it twisted. Do not get that twisted. So I will always love and respect her for that. Yeah. And that's another thing I think for the community, like the, the guests who we have had and the friends that we have gained from this podcast is that while they are all doing such amazing things in their own rights, they're so accessible and they want to be accessible. They want people to be able to talk to them, to, to know them. They want to share their knowledge. And the biggest, the craziest thing to me is always when it seems like someone doesn't want to share like that their their knowledge with others like they don't want to it's like they're like it's a secret they're hoarding it to themselves or they want to keep it where it's like unattainable right and like this kind of ties over a little bit into like how like people feel like the like symphony orchestras and like like institutions such as that put themselves on such a high platform that is almost unreachable especially by certain people and certain demographics. And another thing, like we, we've talked a lot about the all the DEI things that are coming out and programs that are coming out in a lot of institutions. And a lot of them have been really great. Um, and a lot of them, while they're great in nature, they're not actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And the reason as to why that's not happening is they don't have the right people in those institutions and organizations who know how to get to those communities. Because it's not enough to say you have a program that is centered around diversifying like the, the, the music field, but are, do you know which schools to go to? Do you know the, prof the, the teachers and educators who are at the institutions, who have the, the community of students who you are trying to reach? Because from what I'm seeing, that's not the case. That's not the case. So there are students who are in institute, who are in like schools who absolutely should have the opportunity to be a part of those programs and they don't even know they exist. And it's like, how in the world do you create a program to reach these students and you're not reaching those students? And this is another thing. This is kind of goes back into like ageism and the like why these things are happening. Their people in these institutions are too far away, too far removed from those communities and those demographic the, the generations. Because it's crazy to me 
that there are people who don't think that you actually need to go out into communities and let them see who you are and actually take leave the glass pedestal, leave the ivory halls and go out to those communities and show them who you are. That's another thing, going out and like, what is really community outreach? It's not just saying, here we have a program. It's going into the communities you are trying to reach, embedding yourselves within those communities, and then uh, being so accessible and bringing them to show them, like, okay, the, and this is where we are, and this is, and we want you to feel comfortable. That's another thing about students and and families and communities who are like, I don't think that's really a place that I know, like, what's going on, or I feel like I'm uncomfortable if I go there, or I would stick out, and all these things, and. It's just, it's another, it's that whole thing about being untouchable, being unreachable, being on something. You you place yourself up so high and you don't want people to be able to access. And I hate that. And so while like, yay, woohoo for the people, institutions, organizations who are creating these programs, are you actually reaching the people in the communities that you should be? And if you are reaching them, are you reaching as many as you could be? It's something I, I really am past DEI is accessibility. One thing I want to add to an earlier conversation, because I just remembered it. Because, you know, we at, at GMEA, it was fun being asked, like, our opinions about stuff. I would love to be asked opinions about my stuff any day. Like, if I say something and you're like, I wholeheartedly disagree, let's talk about it. Boom, boom. Um, one thing, though, is stop saying, oh, you're going to be my new blank. You're going to be my new blank. No, they're not going to be your new former student that graduated, they're going to be that student that now sits Principal Trumpet, that now sits First Flute, that now plays Piccolo. Don't try to make them be like someone they are not. Because I've heard this before. I think all of us have heard this before. Oh, you're going to be the new blah. You're going to be the new blank. And we're like, why are you trying to make me fit a mold that I'm not for here? Like, I mean, we've all made mistakes. I was like, oh, you are the new person. Like, when we have like GA turn turnovers or when we have other things, I've used that and I have learned how harmful that is. And we all need to stop on, along that train because everybody is who they are and we need to pull out the best in people. Like when I'm teaching a private student, I'm not like, oh, you're like my last private student. No, you're like this one who's different in different ways. I'm going to try to pull out like the different things that you're great at. And show you how to get better. It's like taking a big marble stone that someone has already chipped away at. And you're going to knock off bigger hunks. To now for them to create their own sculpture. They get to detail it. Every teacher's here to help you like, hey, you don't need any of this. Take off this baggage. Boom. Clear. Okay, cool. I've taken that off of you. You don't need to worry about that anymore. You stay on your path. I will take this over for you. That's why teachers are here is to like curling we are the people who have brushes for the stone to move smoother down the aisle i know oh, I, not, I, too I just, watching, not too watching curling girl i've been watching a lot of different stuff like i've been watching a lot of different stuff but Ooh, and i wanted to i forgot to mention this before like earlier when we were talking about like the start of this and everything i hope everybody on this thing that knows that we are three friends that we talk a lot outside of this one to one and a half hours on a Sunday. That's when we usually record. That's released on Wednesday. Because I bet you, I hope you know that Lord be hitting up my phone Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Michael, have you done your job? Lauren, I am trying to do my job, girl. You know I'm running a little bit behind with my little coffee. 
by Starbucks. Uh, um, but we talk a lot outside of this, and that's why I think this is such a good thing is because we are actual friends. We're not three people. We're like, hey, you, 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 let's do this thing. No, it started as a joke, like a mini joke, and then now it's become something that's really cool. So find your find your village. Find your friends. Because there's many times we will become out of touch with who we are. It's because we come out of touch with our closest friends who remind us the best of, e of each other and remind us the areas that we need to continue to work in. Make sure that those people never never come out of touch. One thing that I I heard that was really great um, was by um, his name is Sheldon. He's a DMA candidate um, at the University of Miami, and we were talking, and he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do." Because I asked him if he was gonna do any like summer work um, this you know summer for conducting or anything, and he said, "I'm gonna do the HBCU." Um, conducting symposium, I think they're having. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, being PWI school, I'm starting to feel, you know, a little out of touch. Like, I, he was like, or I don't want to, you know, lose anything with my community. Like, I don't ever want to um, feel as though, you know, there's this big gap between me and the Black community. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like that was something that we had with Dr. Minuti when she was on, you know, how she said her um, going back for her uh, sabbatical um, in her home country, like it was because she started to feel, you know, out of contact, basically. And so I think you have to do that from time to time, you know, either go back home with your family or, you know, go back to your, your childhood friends and really just get back into that culture because that's where you're from. You never want to lose that. Never, ever, ever. I mean, when I call, I, I was telling somebody, when I call my mom or my dad, my accent changes because it goes strictly to how you know grew up and everything like it is there's some southernisms that come out some you know real language that comes out so it's just like you have to stay um connected. you better not call me out lauren no no i want to i want to say a favorite quote from one of my favorite childhood movies um you can change your hair you can change your clothes you can change your mind it's just the way it goes you can say goodbye and you can say hello but you'll always find your way back home. Hannah Montana. Period. Girl. Cut the camera. Cut the camera. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Almost had and I love that. That's Lauren. Uh, anyway, no, girl, you almost had me. I said, not some profound. That was, I was like. And then she says, Hannah, you know. Hannah Montana. Uh, I, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Remember that song, y'all? Yeah, but this Hannah Montana ain't that Hannah Montana. No, this no. Hannah, uh, ma'am. Anyways, anyways. We don't need well, no Miley like, Cyrus. What Anthony just said, like, I don't know if anybody's been around me when I call my nana and papa, but I get real Southern real Hold quick. On, stop, stop right there. You said the P word. I'm getting sick. Nana and papa? Right there. That already is Southern as hell. Already. I, 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 how about this? How about this? People who are not around me, who don't know me, I want you to comment how I spell Nana and Papa. Nana. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I am very curious to see how people would say I spell this. 
Because it's wow. Like wow. I said spell. Oh, it sounds like you're saying paw, like paw, paw. and paw. Paw, paw. <laughs> you said um, together. But I, I read somewhere and or was told something recently. You know, I have no original thoughts in this brain. None. I just like regurgitate what I've learned. Um, that we are a compilation of our six closest friends or the six people we spend the most time with. I want you to think about that real quick. Think about the six people you either call the most, talk to the most, spend the most time with. And see like what aspects y'all share, what aspects y'all differ, and how each person in your life, those six people, play a very vast different role in your life. Now that we're done with that, um, I just want to put that out there because I just I, I read about that or heard it, something. And I was like, warning, that's some real thought-provoking shit. And I was, I was like, I was like, woo! <laughs> let me, let me, let me stop this higher academic stuff. I ain't smart enough for this. Do you think that's true? I mean, I, I, I do because, like, there's, it's not that we are a compilation of them, but we have different aspects that we share with them. Is how I view now, them. I agree with that. I think because friends are usually people who have things in common. Um, there, yeah, the commonalities of it, but I, I don't, I don't know about you are a compilation of them because I think the fact that y'all are friends, y'all are one hundred percent each other. And I don't believe y'all share. It's like one of them circle maps. You remember in elementary school? No, no. The, the circle the, map, the circle with the middle. See, that's how I view it: is six circles mm -hmm. in the middle is you. Yes, it's a huge Venn diagram. I think I don't think we are a compilation of them. I think there is different aspects and concepts, if we break this down to a very level. There's aspects and concepts that we share with one of them out of the six that not help create yourself, but you use them at different points in your life, even different points of the day. Like, I will come to Nana Pawpaw and talk about stuff that I won't talk with Anthony about. Like, I, he'll know about it, but that's not something I'm going to call him up out of the blue about. I do the same thing with Lauren that I don't do with other people. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, we share those concepts. We're not, like, do not pick six friends and become them. No. That's an echo chamber that will lead to... That's not a good thing. See, I hate that's people, true. and I usually, I usually pick up on this very quickly when people aren't authentically themselves. And they're just literally being a, a, a replica of somebody else. Or I've also I also know people who say they do have six friends that I can literally tell when they're friend A, friend B, friend C. I'm like, what am I getting today? Am I getting friend E? You know, nothing original is you. You're only the people you're around. And, and those are the people I don't hang out with because I'm just like, um, I don't trust you. Now, what does this have to do with music? Trust. You have to build trust. Oh, my God. I hate you. You have to trust yourself um, because when you are doing music, we have to build trust. 
in the music. And to play with people, you have to trust them. You have to trust that they're going to be in tune, hopefully, half the time. Um, uh, it's a social construct. Let's not bring up that debate yeah, today. When you're tone deaf, I'm sure that makes sense. It is not. Uh, no. no. I saw this tweet by a, uh, a person that we went to school with, and she said that they were in class, and the, another student was like, I don't, I don't hear a pitch. Michael, do you feel like you relate to that? Is that why you turn your camera off? No, I, I think that's dumb. Even I, I can't. Okay, here's the thing. You ready for this? Ready for this? I may not be able to sing. I cannot carry a tune like a canary. But I can tell when, uh, oh, oh, I almost went back into not recording. I can tell when someone's not in tune. Uh, <laughs> uh, this person said that they can't hear pitch. And it's and you want to be a teacher? You want to be a music teacher? You can't hear pitch? What? Girl, you're going to have mistakes all over your LGPE. Your students going to be thinking they playing a C when they playing a D. Honestly, they can't hear pitch. If you can't hear pitch, like, you know, what you doing? I yeah, mean, like, what are we doing? What are you even listening to? Well, it's not. And like, mind you, you're a senior through music education. Like, this is your last year. So next year, you're teaching. Um, Cut the camera. Well, here's the thing. They don't have relative pitch. You see what I did there? See what I, did? I think we should end this. I think we should end this. Um, anyways. anyways. I think we should end this. The podcast is over. Not, not the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. No, you ain't talking with the cheesy stuff you've been saying. The podcast is over. Um. Wow. Yeah. That was no, funny, I mean, Kale. <laughs> like 50 different tangents, but all that say... You can shit. No, I'm joking. I won't go back and say you can prevent wildfire. <laughs> like, first of all, if she would have brought up that Hannah Montana quote again, it's, yeah. it's literally, I would have sitting in my resignation. I'm not coming back for any more episodes. Oh, God. But here's, here's the thing. Like, I, I remember encountering one or two people that, like, listen to our stuff that I don't know personally. Which is always a fun time because I'm always like, they're like, hey, Michael. And I'm like, who? Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. That little TikTok thing, like, my brain's going, like, who are you? Who are you? And they're like, um, what we just did, I was like, that's what we do in in person. Like that whole the whole podcast thing, we we are friends, trust me, because they were asking about everybody and I was telling them about stuff and they're like, That's so surprising that y'all are like like friends friends. I was like, What y'all think we are? Robots? We just log on, put our Lego piece hair on and go, Hello and welcome to another episode of Relative Pitch. That's what I do. Lego I don't know. Wig, so, right. You know. What'd you say? I just I have a Lego. No, Anthony's be turned sideways sometimes. Not the Lego wig. <laughs> First of all, I know you ain't talking about my stuff turned upside down. You're gonna be on if you know what I'm saying. Cause last time I checked, lift up that hat again. Oh, Anthony's. We know why you be turned sideways. You begin snatched. It would rather be turned than it's there. Oh, now you trying to be spicy with your little Nike hoodie. 
one day we'll have a relative pitch roast and y'all can get all this out. Because <laughs> that would be so... We all know, we all know who's going to win. It's Ooh. me. So, anyway, like... It's going to be me, but I want everybody to, because we're about to wrap this whole shebang up. I want y'all to comment if y'all would like a relative pitch cocktail hour where we just go live on Instagram slash Twitter, maybe Facebook, and just talk. Maybe not Facebook. Facebook uh, not for this. Maybe like... Maybe like Instagram or Twitter. Well, Instagram live on Twitter. No, not Twitter. Twitter too extreme. Instagram. <laughs> okay, I guess we've, we've chosen the platform. I want to hear from y'all to see if you like this. I also want to hear how y'all feel about the last couple of episodes because we've kind of like think taken a different approach to it. And I liked it. I think Anthony has. I think Lauren has. A little bit more off the cuff. We get to choose what we want to talk about without even choosing. But the last thing I will leave you with is a quote. No, we don't. Goodbye, y'all. Have a good day. Bye.